It's the last podcast of the month, so you know what that means. Julie K., my sound lover, thank you. Winchy, thank you. Angie, thank you. Cece, thank you. Cheyenne, thank you. And special thank you to new Blown Away patron, Kuse Mare, is how I'm going to pronounce that. I hope that's right. Thank you very, very much to all of our Blown Away level patrons and all of our patrons. You can find out more on how to support the podcast and get more great content on Patreon dash The Grey Knight. And hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us once again. It is the Nightly Pleasures Podcast. I am your host and the author of the piece that you're about to hear, The Grey Knight, except it's not really a piece. You're going to be hearing a little bit more of just a conversational tone uh, for the rest of uh, for the rest of this, so I thought I should do a little conversational opener. Uh, for anybody looking for an erotic podcast, you're either going to have to wait till next week or go back uh, to pretty much any other fucking week on the podcast. Uh, I don't do a lot of housekeeping or updates or talks about that sort of thing, and so upcoming, uh, right next, right now, is going to be a pretty long, pretty rambly, from the heart, very authentic, very meaningful update that's very important to me. The takeaway, if you don't want to listen to it all, is I feel a world better physiologically, mentally, all the rest of it, and I'm quite grateful. I know I've made mistakes. I apologize. They're on me. Uh, and so is any other mistake I make in the future, but I'm feeling real good about my ability to avoid making the worst of them, and uh, if you want to hear more, it's coming up next. There's no name to it. Thank you very much for being a fan, if that's really all you're in for, is the erotic, and there are questions at the end. All right, thank you very much, and on to the show. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us once again. It is the Nightly Pleasures Podcast, week number something. Uh, I am your host and the author of the non-story that you're going to be hearing today, The Grey Knight. You can call me Jack. As you can probably tell from that slight alteration to the introduction that I otherwise keep so formal and exact every time, Uh, Today is going to be a little bit of a light episode. There's still going to be questions at the end. I appreciate everybody sending in questions. Uh, Please continue to do so. It's been really great for me. It's taking me out of my shell, and I'm feeling a lot more confident doing so. So please and thank you. Keep that up. So, in the past, when things were a little too much for me, for whatever reason, I would have to dip out. I would simply have an overwhelming sensation that I couldn't manage anymore. It would come from several different places in my psyche, uh, but it would it would lead me to a state of arrest, sometimes not even getting out of bed for a day or two, or longer. And this has nothing to do with the Grey Knight. This is just something that happens to me. Or I guess I should say happened, because it's been a long time. And it's not like my mental health has been 100% since then either. And wherever I am in 2021, you can take a lot of heart in knowing that my last year was not easy. And that this year has been filled with a lot of stress and anxiety so far, too. But it's just the normal kind of living and getting on with it and doing what you do. And that's why I'm 
making this episode instead. From right now, everything's going pretty good, and I'm actually kind of ahead of the game. Organizationally, logistically, ugh, that part always struggles to keep up with the idea, and the cognition, and the inspiration, and the creativity. Again, that has nothing to do with the Grey Knight. That's just how I operate. I've tried and tried to become a more perfect production machine, but I hate it. And, quite frankly, you guys do too, from my experiments with what I've put out there. As far as I can tell, at least, maybe I'm trying to see what I want to see. But, uh, really, this is a kind of new attempt. I know that you always want a sexy story from me all the time, but that's really hard for somebody who puts themselves in what they make, sincerely tries to, at least. This isn't a, a mea culpa, though. Um, this isn't a lament. You've heard those before. This is a celebration. This is an affirmation. Perhaps it is even, to some degree, a declaration. That all remains to be seen. Declarations move forward. So, whether you declared something, or whether you intended to, that all depends on what comes next. Now, doesn't. <laughs> I guess I should start somewhere towards the beginning. The first thing that I want to say, no matter if you think I should say it at all, or if you think I have nothing to do with uh, this sort of uh, notion on the podcast, I just want to say, I am sorry. Uh, and I'm sorry to each and every last one of you listening, and I'm even sorry to people who stopped some time ago. I'm sorry. My personal stuff definitely got in the way of this project way too much. And that's coming after saying that I know that I put myself into it so they can't be separated. I still think both are true. <laughs> so what am I apologizing for since there is no project without me and yada yada? Well, to be specific, I'm apologizing for my outbursts. I'm apologizing for the language that I used during them. And I apologize if I ever hurt you in public, if I ever sent you a DM in private. I promise I'm not a different person than I represent myself as. In fact, I legitimately think I'm just remarkably earnest insofar as people go. And it's not easy. <laughs> and I try. But when I lose my temper, I really lose my temper, and I know it, and you can probably go back to early episodes where I apologized for it back then, but this is a different kind of apology. This isn't me saying I'm never going to lose my shit again. Now, I wish I could say that, but if ever I was actually convinced of that, I think you couldn't hold me back. 
and the first minute of the podcast would just be me screaming, like running around the mic stand in a circle, and you'd just hear me going, whoa, 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 I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. Um, but no, I don't, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Why I am giving the blanket apology, and why I mean it, even if there's very little chance that the people that I hurt the most are going to get any part of it from this, is because while I think I had every right to feel the ways that I did, I didn't have any right to react the way that I did. And I certainly shouldn't have ever pulled anybody else into it. A very funny thing. Somebody said something anonymously, and it really hurt me a couple of years back. They sent me a series of messages where they said, you're an out-and-out sociopath, but instead of just <laughs> insulting me, they really took out the time to lay out the evidence piece by piece. And I stupidly read it. Oh, I stupidly read every word and processed it all. And then I took it to my shrink. <clears throat> this is at a point in my life and the Grey Knight Project where I am searching for any answer because my body is still numb. Because breathing is still hard, but I don't know breathing is hard at this point. And neither does my therapist. See how casual we're getting? He kicked on. We just keep going. So, at this point in my life, I'll take any answer I can get. The therapist that I'm talking about here, he was very good to me overall, but he didn't know what to make of me. And unfortunately, he didn't believe me. <laughs> When I started becoming the Grey Knight, under under his counsel, I, I, I pitched it to him. I pitched it to the woman I was seeing at the time. And I didn't know this or didn't realize as it was going on, but a year into it, I realized he thought I was making you all up. The messages, the nudes, the money. He He thought that he was dealing with somebody who was utterly psychotic. And even then, even even though my opinion is, because I could not get him to admit at our last session together, that he didn't believe it. Um, and the reason why I pushed it is because he kind of kept rolling his eyes towards the end. He goes, you're making so much progress. Why are you talking about this again? He kept saying things like that. And it eventually clued to me in, oh, even though you encouraged me to do this, you think I'm making this up. <laughs> that hurt. But the reason why I'm bringing up this story with him is not to tell you yet another reason why it took me so long to get on my path in life. <laughs> but to say that even he wouldn't entertain that. This is a man who thought that he was dealing with an utter psychotic who had some kind of either need to impress his therapist or was living in an illusion and was still trying to be helped by this man. Whatever, whatever flaws you want to put at his feet. Even he would not entertain for a second that I was 
a psychopath or a sociopath. He says you're having trouble sleeping and focusing. You're confused. But you know I can prove you're not a psychopath? Just the easiest thing in the world. You choose to spend time alone. <laughs> and apparently, there's just not a lot of psychopaths out there who twist people apart for their own fun and uses or have no regard for other people whatsoever besides what they can do with them and then leave them be or push them away. And boy, howdy, do I do both. <laughs> Working on the second. <clears throat> I was desperate when I began the Grey Knight. My desperation I can't begin to tell you, because I don't know it all. I didn't know how sick I was, just that I was. When every doctor gaslights you, and literally every doctor that you've ever seen tells you it's your fault and you don't really feel that way. How do you get on the path when you have no resources, when you have no recourse, when you have nothing? What do you have? For me, all I had was the Grey Knight. And every time it felt threatened, or it felt like someone was going to take it away from me, or lessen me, I couldn't bear it. And it sent me places with attitudes and words I only wish I could take back. But that's why I'm giving you the apology, even if you don't hear it. Because I've spent a lot of time alone with it, too. And I spent a lot of time alone with it after, well, after breathing became physiologically easier and sleep went from a ritual that I had to do in a perfectly dark, perfectly still, perfectly cool, perfectly silent room with all kinds of protocol just to, just to rest. <laughs> When life began to switch away from that, I can't begin to tell you <clears throat> how rapidly the rage began to disintegrate. Not the therapist I was just telling you about, but one of the many others I had seen suggested there has to be a physiological, there has to be a physiological aspect of this. And he, and he hit that several times in our time together. There has to be, because it's not neurological, because I'd already been tested up the fucking ass at that point. <laughs> and I, I watch you struggle, and I watch you try. So there's something going on in you. And I didn't believe him, but I remembered it. And I clung to it. And now I think I can say very safely, with some years of healing under my belt, that he was absolutely right. <clears throat> I am so sorry for all of the hurtful things, and all of what I can only assume you view as crazed things. 
that I have said that have hurt or worried you. I definitely can't promise to not say any more. <laughs> but what I can promise is that if I say it, it's me. Because that wasn't that wasn't the deal even two years ago, even eighteen months ago, maybe not even maybe not even six. It's hard to tell. If I had a diagnosis to give you, I'd give it, but I don't. I just have a slow trajectory of this doc said take these pills, this doc said take these pills, this doc said these pills, and all the time telling me that I didn't probably feel what I was feeling. The occasional doc, just the occasional one going, oh yeah, I see a problem, and I can patch you up right away. And that's great, man. But then that problem gets patched over and there's just no change. What do you do? Because now that dog definitely doesn't want to do that again. When you say, hey, that mystery feeling I got, I's got it again. <laughs> But it's been a long time since I've had it. I didn't notice in 2020 because of all the stress and because I went very dark places for different reasons. I think a lot of you understand and just have forgiven me because you've done the same. Appreciate you. And I understand people are so tired of it. But all I see, and I do mean all I see, when I look at the whole of the information that I've consumed, is I see a lot of dark times ahead. And boy, do I understand that I'm living in a moment where people think everything's about to get great. <laughs> so I'm trying to keep it to myself. But that little laugh there, it's real. Because it's not that unusual for me. I'm used to being the person in the room who thinks something different, who thinks differently. And I'm going to be, it looks like, until I get a certain kind of level of evidence on COVID and the state of the world, going to be that guy going forward. So I can definitely not promise to not say anything that you won't find crazy. That being said, I think I can keep the acid out of it. Well, I'm going to try like hell. The last two people I was so frustrated with that I, if I could, would take some words back. That's it. Because I truly, truly have turned a corner on what comes out of my mouth when I'm furious with somebody. Letting somebody know how angry I am or how much I want them to hit the bricks and not come back into my life, rare as that is these days, it's, um, it's nice. <laughs> Isn't that horrible? But it's true. <laughs> it's nice. It's wonderful. Because I wish I didn't have to get into these conflicts or have these kinds of feelings. And maybe I still have a long, long way to go. 
I don't know. But after blowing up your own shit time after time again, it's just so nice feeling like that's not going to happen, that there's no way the other person can make it, even if they push you or test you, which I admit almost nobody is ever doing. Almost all conflict I've carried, I've carried. So why, why doesn't it sound so upbeat or joyous? Well, it's a long road ahead. Mr. Tums is... I don't want to give a percentage because it keeps being a moving target, but Mr. Tums is doing great. Most days. I'm real happy. I still have a full menu back, but soon my body... Really learning to love my body in a way I never have. Illness always held me back. I think about the occasional really horrible, horrible childhood experience that I had. Because of my parents or a teacher or a peer. Because I was saying my body can't do that and they would just bully me. And they would be very cruel. <laughs> that laugh is not a real laugh. I think about it sometimes. I'm trying to let it go. Bit by bit, I think I am. To be perfectly honest, I don't care if you believe me about being earnest or my past. The political activism, the ranching, the odd jobs, the travel. I don't care. I never have. I never will. As far as I'm concerned, everyone's just telling a story. So, even if every fact I say is true, it's still just a narrative, right? What I care that you believe me on is that I'm trying. The people, when I said I could do better, that actually showed me that they believed it. Are the people I've wanted to keep around, even when things have been horrible. And the people I blew my top at were people who were giving me a real bad vibe. Or hurt me. But that, but that is not to say that I am made of all of this. Like I said, I've been living with it alone for a while. And living with stuff like that alone through 2020. That's not easy. Living alone through 2020 wasn't easy. Processing that and really trying to get ahead while the system was knocking me down. Uh, that's how I spent last year. And somehow, somewhere, something turned a corner, bit by bit, where every time I come across the same path I've been before, it feels a little easier, even if I'm enraged <laughs> or flummoxed or deeply confused or hurt. 
suddenly, as I look out across potential futures that I have never really allowed myself to have for reasons that I didn't understood but were clearly locked up in my body and locked up in my trauma. It's so easy to see that now. And these potential futures are so wonderful because they involve petting cats and finding women who think that I'm very funny and charming the pants out of them without really giving it more than 20% of an effort because <laughs> that's my favorite way to do it. And recipes and oceans and novels again. It's been so long since I've read a novel. I promised myself at one point that I was going to stop reading nonfiction and just keep reading and reading, <laughs> stop reading fiction, whoops, and just keep reading and reading fiction until I knew so much about the world, I knew so much about myself, that maybe I could start to walk away from my pain. <laughs> And I think I have. When bars open back up again, I'm going to be killer at bar trivia. When my world gets situated, when I start anchoring in, My world's going to be nice. You know how I know? Because things have been dreadful for me. And I, I have a hard time admitting that. Not because of my pain. But because I fear people and they see the privilege. This is definitely not a moment for a white man, especially to women, to caterwaul about his unending <laughs> pain until it ended. And then I couldn't let go of it. Addiction? Habit? Or maybe I just needed time and to heal. I don't know. First the world battered me. And then I couldn't stop fighting it. To be perfectly honest, I might never be able to. <laughs> but I can have a way better time doing it. I know, because I am. I know, because the conflicts I get into these days are the conflicts I choose. When the, when the fallout comes, it's fallout that I anticipated. And when I'm fighting somebody else, I know I'm really just fighting me and not some shadow person. Not even the other person. Not even what's between their ears am I fighting. Fighting me. Fighting what's important about it to me. Sorry it took me so long. But 
I guess this is why I'm doing so many stretches and cardio and eating oatmeal for breakfast every day, drinking green tea and really remembering my breathing every time I feel my throat closing, my heart beating. Because it took me, admittedly, a little too long at least, to get onto my path. And here I'm not talking about the Grey Knight. But that's all the better for the project, I promise. Because now I know I'm on my path. And once again I ask you, you know how I know? Because I'm a man who was afraid to open his front door when he had $10,000 in his bank account and no warrants out for his arrest, and no living enemies, and, and, and. Now, I don't have any of those fucking things. <laughs> and I live in a world that I think is actually... actively about to get harder. More intense, at least, for a spell. And I'm also not sure of what my path is. All at the same time. And you don't exactly hear me sweating it. And I promise, it's not an act. To each and every one of you out there who ever believed in me, who ever showed it, Perhaps many of you were too intimidated, or frustrated, or just turned off by my behavior to do it openly. Know that I appreciate you very much. I'm going to keep being crazy by and by. It's a... It is a side effect, I'm afraid to say, of being pretty smart, being pretty well-read and being pretty creative at the same time. You do those three things, you're going to talk a lot of crazy. <laughs> the more of those three things you try and do at the same time, the crazier you're going to be. Well, I don't exactly have any desire to pull back on any of those traits of mine. If anything... If anything, I think I want to spend the rest of my life getting happier, learning more, practicing more. Maybe being crazy, being unique, being me. And just refusing to play along with the game the whole way through because of how bad I always felt. And how good I'm starting to feel now. <laughs> Maybe that's a lesson that I learned. That everybody who went through something like me wouldn't have. Just maybe.
And if it is, and if I'm right, doesn't that mean that I have at least one more really interesting thing to say? If I work at it, and I try hard, doesn't that mean, if I'm right, that I don't just have potential futures? I have a path, and it's not towards a goal. I have both. And they're mine. Not sure I can convey to you from where I am how lucky that makes me. Gratitude I'm still working on. But luck and probability, that shit's easy. So, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm going to keep trying to be happy. I'm going to keep trying to put things up and new and interesting and tell you where I'm at and how I feel. And I'm going to keep going forward with it no matter what happens. You know how I know? Because I really had to question at several points if I should stop. For my health, for my well-being, and if I was just beating my head against a wall, if I couldn't get out of my own way. After I asked myself those questions, it wasn't the rewards that made me come back. It was very much the desire to be me. It's a funny thing. When I started The Grey Knight, I needed you. <laughs> There's a very good chance that I would be homeless Again, or dead, right now without you. No hyperbole. I barely survived with you. <laughs> so now, it's time for the next leg. Now it's time to show you that I know it's okay. That you need me, if you do. Just for a little while. And um, if it's all right with you, I'm going to keep doing it this way. And if it's not all right with you, I'm going to keep doing it this way. One last time. Bottom of my heart. If I said something in a heated moment, public or private, and I heard you, even if I was so mad at you or justified, I am sorry. There's a good chance I wasn't either justified or even really so mad at you because I was really freaking out, mad at me, seeing something that wasn't there, yada. I hurt you. I put myself in that situation. I 
have learned, and I'm learning how to avoid it. And I'm just very grateful to be here. Man, wouldn't this be like a crazy night to die of a heart attack? And here's hoping you enjoyed that uh, update, I guess is what we'll call it. Uh, I, I hope that you did at least. I'm feeling pretty good. Want to celebrate with me? Send in some questions like these lovely ladies just did. Up first, Papillon. Hi, Jack. It's Papillon here. Hello. Um, just a couple of quickies from me today. Okay. Um, so um, I'm a, a big believer that it's the little things, the small gestures, okay. that often uh, make the biggest impact. Uh, so I'm wondering what are some small things that you do, um, little kindnesses for the self maybe, that can make your day instantly better? Okay, I think that's probably the first question. Instantly better. Boy, I don't actually have a lot of instant gratification going on. Uh, maybe I can buy a cheap game that's on sale, like electronically for five bucks or so, especially if it's like normally costs more than 20 bucks. That'll be pretty good, but I can't make that happen. Uh, you know, Panda Express Orange Chicken used to do a lot of good things for me, even though it was horrible for me, uh, but I've mostly kicked that habit. I make my own orange chicken now, but I can't do that instantly. Uh, I, I have to say, gratification isn't really a, an instant thing. There's a lot of things that I can plan to do tomorrow. Oh, I can go get a new strain of weed tomorrow, or ooh, tomorrow after I do this work, or after I get this done, then I can have, is how I like to make deals and bargains with myself. Uh, I, quite, I quite like the way that that plays out. Do we have another from her? And my second question. We do. What famous mystery would you most like to solve, or at least know the answer to? Hmm. Uh, that's a pretty good one. What famous mystery? Uh, I've already talked about Natalie Wood, I think, on the podcast. I would like to know the answer to that one. Uh, I'm pretty sure that I've mentioned that one before. Uh, there's a lot of archaeological ones that I think would be really interesting. It's not that there's not theories or evidence about them. There's a series of stones, uh, UK Isles. Um, they're basically tiny obelisks that are set up in a giant line. Nobody really knows what they're for, and they're really quite fascinating. I heard some theories, and, and I, I've read about that, but I don't, I don't really know. Um, I think probably the biggest mystery that I would like to, to uncover or discover would be, like, wouldn't it be great if you were the person who, for whatever reason, you know, found a cache of coins or something, and then the coins were not known to be related to any existing empire in all of history that's known. You you found this, you find this cache of, of currency, if not coins, that's probably pretty late in history uh, for this to happen. But like you find a cache of, of, of some kind of currency or some kind of uh, notation, uh, and then you uh, send archaeologists around the world just freaking out because you've discovered an empire or people that, that was unknown. That'd be pretty cool. Um, there was a area, modern-day Libya, I want to say, uh, where people had something that they called laser root, which sounds so fucking awesome. Uh, laser or laser root is what the historians and people at the time called it, and it was apparently this really pungent, really wonderful uh, fern uh, that was really quite delicious, and it went all over, and it was just so good that they 
uh, at the time that the the people there mined it to extinction. Essentially, they farmed it, uh, they overfarmed it into nothingness. Boy, would I like to know what laser root tastes like. In addition to having such a crazy fucking name, I could be like, I ate laser root. Thank you, Jack. I hope you and Mrs. Kitty are all kinds of good, and I hope everybody has a lovely week ahead. Oh, thank you so much, Papiana. Mwah! Up next we have... Hey, Jack. Hope you're doing well. I have two questions for you. Up next we have Aaron. For you. Okay. First question. If you could go back in time to witness one historical event, <laughs> what would it be and why? Uh... Okay, uh, I guess I'm just going to keep being thrown these. I'm, I'll, I'm not, please, I've asked for the questions. Please keep sending them in. That being said, I don't actually sit around going like, ooh, who would I have for dinner if they came back from the dead? I'm more the guy like, if you came back from the dead and you're Abraham Lincoln, isn't it still my duty to slay you? Like, I, like you're undead. I'm living. There's a whole contrast here. So that's more like my question. It's not like, of all the dead people you could have a conversation with, who would you enjoy the most? The kind of question that I, that, uh, that I, like, if you're asking, like, of all the dead people that you could have a dinner with, who would terrify you the most because of their undead capabilities and powers, you know? That's, that's where I go with those kinds of questions. It's not my line, but there's a comedian who's, who's response to, if you were stranded on a desert island, he immediately responds with, uh, I don't care for the implication. That's, that's how I roll. So if you're going to ask a question like, if you're, I'm going to send you back in time again, Jack. I liked you talking about the Romans or whatever fucking shit. Uh, you're going to get a lot of fucking answers like that. Uh, so my answer is, off the top of my head, for an event that everybody knows and thinks is interesting, uh, I would like to see the magical shot at the Battle of Normandy where somebody... Uh, shot an arrow upwind in the rain, hundreds of uh, hundreds of yards into somebody's eye, and I had a history teacher professor uh, who, who was pretty well versed on the period said that basically this shot was so crazy and incredible it changed everything because the people fighting on both sides just didn't want to fight anymore after it happened. They were already tired of it, and then this shot uphill in the rain. Against the wind, flies into somebody's eye, and everybody just goes, okay, I guess. I guess the Normans win, and this is their country now. Uh, that's a, that's a pretty, that would be a pretty cool moment to watch. And, like, the news getting back home to the camps of, like, what changed the fight? We've been fighting for this for how long, and what, what happened? Watching that news spread. That'd be pretty cool. Second question. Is there a high-level job you think you could lie your way into <laughs> with no experience and no one would notice? The Grey Knight. Uh, previous sales management positions. It's happened twice. It's happened twice already. Do I think I could make it happen a third? Probably. If you let me fake records and shit, uh, yes, absolutely. If you if you were willing to let me like extend that, the lie and the bullshitting to any kind of fake resume or what have you, since I've learned a lot of that's not actually crimes. <laughs> like, it's frowned upon. Society frowns upon that, but there's not actually a lot of crime involved with it, funnily enough. Uh, also, like, I could just become a reverend, and there's lots of ways to become a doctor, and I could legally have those titles. Just saying. That's all I have for now. Thanks, Jack. Thank you, Aaron. Up next, we have 80. Hey, Jack. 
I have a question. Well, really two questions for you. Okay. One is how and when do you tell someone that you're interested in dating ah. what your job is? I actually was just thinking of this last night before I fell asleep. And the answer is I don't. Uh, I haven't had to cross that bridge yet. I lie, and when people ask me what I do these days, I say I'm an analyst. And then people ask me what an analyst is, and I say, well, I, I'm paid to, uh, I, I'm paid to consume information and tell a little story at the end of it. Uh, and then if they ask any further about that, uh, I get even more vague with a, with a slightly smirkier smile on my face that says, stop asking about this, I fucking hate America. Um, and the second question is, do you have a story about the worst or best reaction someone had to you telling them what it is you do? Thanks. Well, I'll be perfectly honest. One of the reasons why I was hanging out with cam girls so much a couple of years back is because they were one of the few that I thought understood me. Uh, I think the worst reaction, I'm over it now, and I have been for some time, but it really set me off when, like, a woman would show up in my DM box and she would say, like, how great I was and how wonderful I am and how far I was going to go. Like, every time that happened, it felt totally inauthentic. I just, I couldn't begin to enjoy her or her company, and that would pretty much be the last time that we would ever digitally encounter the same space. It never felt real. It never felt authentic. It was a bad compliment every time. Uh, mostly, those kinds of compliments would be along like, and you have women crawling all over you. Uh, women half your age. And there's all kinds of shitty fucking comments that come along with with a woman who's willing to go out and tell you how great she thinks you are at first blush is what I discovered. And I discovered uh, I did not like it. Not for me. Not for daddy dad. Um, the best compliment I think I ever got was a woman when I'd like broke down everything and said everything to her like what my day in day out was she's like that's a pretty good job and that's a pretty good compliment thank you so much Eddie baby up last we have Ali hi there Jack hello I just have some questions for you from anonymous all right and on what tv show do you think was cancelled too early (sighs) there's not a lot tv shows get cancelled because they stink, even if I like them. Uh, Cancelled too early. Uh, Westworld's still going, right? What about that crazy one, Raised by Wolves? That's still going, right? That wasn't cancelled in season one, was it? Uh, oh, I know. There's this absolutely beautiful, amazing show that's got two seasons, six episodes each, so you know it's from the UK. <laughs> uh, it's called Utopia. If you're ever bored, it's just a fantastic couple of hours each season. Season one is better than season two, but if they had kept going with it, I would have watched season three like you wouldn't have fucking believed. Love uh, the UK version of Utopia. Nope. Oh. What are your top three current favorite artists or bands? Uh, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't really, I don't do that. Uh, uh, TV on the radio, I've been listening to for many years and I was just listening to them. I love TV on the radio. Uh, I share new music, but I don't do that. Uh, And quite frankly, from the bottom of my heart, if you're like a K-pop or a stanner, unless you're doing it for me, I think that's so fucking strange. 
Uh, I do. When your identity gets involved with your music, it's like, oh, oh, you're a music listener? I'm a food eater. Uh, I'm a food eater. I identify as a food eater. And my friend over here identifies as an oxygen breather. So it's nice to listen to you, music listener. <laughs> do you have a secret party trick? I can add... I have a lot of math little tricks, yes. Uh, and people find them impressive, but I don't ever do them anymore because my my party trick these days is my voice and my wit and my grace. What would you say is your guilty pleasure? Ah, uh, procrastination. Uh, putting things off. Uh, beer. I work pretty hard for my beer these days. Uh, flirting with women that I have no intention of ever doing anything with. That's pretty bad. And some more questions from another anonymous. Okay, anon an honor. Another anonor. Shark diving, bungee jumping, or skydiving? <laughs> skydiving. You've mentioned before that you've been getting fitter and mm. working out. Mm. What would you say is your favorite physical attribute about yourself these days? Oh, that's a hard one, baby. So let's just go ahead and break this down. That's my chest. That's my fucking chest. Here's me talking at the same time. That's my chest. That's meat. That's me. Ah, feels so good. Uh, I've got a couple little spots like that on me. Now, you didn't know Anon, because I do all these in the future, but unfortunately, Daddy has pulled himself out of the gym temporarily. He was feeling so good in it. Uh, just because, like, every CDC fucking outbreak is going back to gyms. Um, but don't worry. Children don't shower. It's... Anyway, uh, I, I, uh, so I had to pull myself out of that because I'm just I'm not willing to, to risk the long COVID. It's, it's so funny. I began COVID not afraid of catching it at all. And now, a year into it, uh, over a year into it, uh, now I am because the long COVID shit is not fucking around as far as daddy can tell. And people are just really underplaying that stuff. Uh, brain fog for daddy. No, thank you. Daddy pays for a brain fog. He doesn't want it just on natural. Uh, sorry for making everything about this topic that I know that nobody wants to hear anything more about. Um, so I'm currently out of the gym and I, I'm not, I'm not happy with that, but even even with everything kind of kind of lazy rivering right now as it's going in my fitness life, I love how my uh, thighs feel. I love how my ass is starting to look and feel. Uh, my whole my whole body, my whole frame is huge, heavy, thick. Uh, I'm feeling really, really, really good about myself physiologically these days. And as soon as I can. As soon as I can trim everything down and as soon as singing sounds right, uh, I'm going to just, just... It's all over for you, bitches. If you could write a note to your younger self, what would you say? I already have. I already sent it back. That's how I became the Green Knight. You didn't get affect that, did you? But What's something many people fear that doesn't scare you at all? Oh, shit! I'm pretty good at admitting I'm wrong. Uh, I'm not so great at being challenged or people... Trying to get my goat, and I'm working on that, working on something I call Project Composure, and that's been a historical weak spot that I'm doing way better at. But I'm not afraid of being wrong uh, or having people be like, nah, you are wrong, I mean, yeah, 
Because uh, the people who do that, I know how much fucking smarter I am then. I know that that's probably a bit insulting to say, but people who are confident in what they know and who they are, they don't make fun of people for ignorance. People who go, oh, I was just wondering at, those are the people who are like, they're trying to put their fear of their own ignorance on you. Uh, see through it, kids. Don't take the bait. We know you're the best cat dad to Mrs. Kitty. If you were reincarnated no. as an animal, no. what animal would you prefer to be? I would prefer to come back as a mega sloth! It's a real thing. <laughs> the pauses after I and go. And finally, what quality is your automatic no fucking way when pursuing a potential relationship? Oh, that's a hard one. Thank Thanks, you Jack. so much, Allie. Gosh, that's a great one. What's a what's a red flag that's an automatic DQ? Uh, there's probably a lot at this point, to be perfectly honest with you. Not that I've gotten pickier since I've become the Green Knight. I've not had any sex at all, so how can I be picky? Da-da-da-da-da-da. Um, automatic DQs. I don't know if I could do a Republican. <laughs> Like, even for, like, a week. That's asking for a lot. Like, what are we going to talk about? Yeah, and for, like, three nights. What are we going to talk about? For the th for the second day, even after we talk about food and what our plans are for the day, what are we going to talk about, Republican woman and me? What are we going to talk about? How's that going to be okay? Every conversation is just going to have to end with one of us, like, leaving the room or entering the other. That's just, there's not going to be a lot of other options for us. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give that one a solid, a solid thumbs down. Sorry, Republican women out there. I know you don't care or listen. Um, what is an automatic? See, isn't it interesting? I'm just gonna say, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, I try and be open. I try and be honest. I just try and be real and authentic with you all. I, I really do. Uh. As I said earlier. So, like, I'm not super eager to find out what my feelings are uh, uh, on MTF uh, transsexual uh, and me and, and, and what emotional experiences I have on that. And yet, there's no question in my mind, MTF or Republican, MTF. <laughs> Just that simple. <laughs> so... Whatever whatever problems I have in my psyche or whatever flaws you want to assign at my feet, that one's a real fucking easy decision for me. <laughs> I could have a lot more questions about someone who identifies as a woman now uh, and wants to help other people do that than I can as an actual... Oh, shit! Fuck. And we're going to keep it in. That's my bad. That was a bad word to use, and I'm acknowledging it immediately. Than a biologically born woman. That was a real shitty thing to have said. That's a big apology on daddy. Daddy's real careful with these words these days because he has gotten them wrong. Uh, he grew up at a time where just saying the word transsexual was progressive and saying transsexual should have rights was progressive. Uh, this one really has evolved. This, there's been a big sea change on this one. It's for the better. Uh, you can hear the blush. You can hear the frustration in me that I just did that. That was really, really bad. And I'm I'm hoping you're willing to give that up as a as a... Uh, scatting off the top of your head thing and not some reveal of a deep bias thing. Uh, I, I promise uh, that was a bad, bad, bad choice of words. So uh, uh, biological woman 
FTM. God damn it, I was doing so great with this, and I'm not going to let the composure score drop too much lower than it has. And like I said, it's a big, big goal uh, for these days. So with that embarrassment acknowledged, maybe I should probably try and shimmy out of here. But, uh, you know, I've already pissed off enough people. Let's, let's do a few more. What other DQs, automatic DQs, are there for me <laughs> if there's anybody out there who's still interested in seeing me after that? Because I just offended a shit ton of people. Uh, hmm. uh, I'm going to go with, I don't know if I could date a spinthrift. I don't know if, if somebody always has no money in their account. That's going to be hard. <laughs> Real hard. That's an opposite way of the world as I view it. So that would be difficult. Uh, Doesn't like Allie? Or says that like the project has to go on without her? Sorry. I'm already pledged to her and I met her before you and I know that she'll stand by me. Uh, so there's a good one for Allie. Uh, if she says I can't eat sushi, which I don't know if that's possible, but like if she forbade sushi, not that she can't eat it, but she's all like, no, I, I morally can't be with a man who eats sushi. She would look up and she wouldn't even find me. I wouldn't even be in the room. <laughs> I'd already be gone. She went, what the? Huh? Uh, that's how much I like sushi. Uh everything else is fine like she could hate video games i don't need game movies i don't need that i know for sure i've been with both of those women believe it or not yeah i dated a woman who hated movies me and it kind of worked because i'd be like i'm gonna go watch a movie and she'd be like i'm gonna go enhance my mind <laughs> did you like your little movie yes it was fun there was a guy and he picked up a motorcycle and hit another guy with it i went dope Ah, uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it. Have I not just, after saying how great I am and how ready I am to apologize to everybody, I, yeah, nobody's perfect. Daddy, at least, like he says, can admit that he's wrong, tries to do better. Maybe it all came together and works out. Here I'll be next week. If you send in questions, you can trip me up too and see what happens. Thank you to absolutely everybody who sent in a question this week and all of the questions that you did send in. Papillon, Aaron, AD, and the Anons who sent something into Alley. Please send in a question for the future because I know you love this section. That has been the Nightly Pleasures podcast for a week, whatever this is, of the year of our Lord, 2021. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it and you very much. Won't you come and see me next week? I hope you do. Have a great rest of your week ahead of you, and goodbye.